Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing. If you have any questions or comments about the sermon, feel free to email ask, A-S-K, at isunrise.org. Today we are talking about the December 4th sermon, A Season with a Reason. Where'd you come up with that title? Well, everybody hears uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, and I actually had never heard it said that there's a season with a reason. And so literally about 10 minutes before I walked out to preach it, that's when the title hit me. So that's when I came up with that. So the video clip that you used was from Les Mis. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, how you chose that, what the what the goal was with that? I actually made three versions of that because, uh, you know, number one, I don't think I've ever used a musical before. Maybe I have with Mary Poppins, but... Uh, what I was trying to communicate there was this guy stole just a loaf of bread. He was hungry. He had a reason to do that. Eve didn't have a reason to eat the fruit, except she had been questioned by the serpent to do that. And his decision for the bread had cost him 20 years or so in prison. Eve's decision and Adam's decision had caused the human race to fall into sin, to fall into the grave. You know, the character was uh, told he, he would always be a slave. He would always be in the grave. And, um, you know, it didn't seem like a big deal at the time with Adam and Eve, but it was huge. And um, humanity fell, and God had to devise a plan that would honor his justice, his righteousness, his mercy, and his grace— and that plan was Jesus. But it took a long time for that plan to be fully developed. So um, the tragedy is that some people have chosen to be in the grave, to live a life of slavery, and they don't know that the season's reason is to free them from all of that. And so that's what I was trying to get across, um, that it's a big deal for humanity to fall out of the uh, the good graces of, of, of what God had provided. And it took a powerful act and enormous planning to redeem that relationship so that God could be with us, God with us. Uh, so that's what I was trying to do with the video clip. You know, there's always, every, every week we talk about what was interesting or what did I discover that I'd never really thought about. And um, this week, the most interesting part uh, about what uh, we covered was Genesis 2, verse 4, starts off with the account of, or the, here is how heaven and earth originated, a genealogy, you might say, of heaven and earth. And uh, it mirrors precisely Matthew 1, 1, the account of the genealogy of Jesus, son of David, son of Abraham. Matthew does uh, something very interesting because he's, he's trying to show two things, that Jesus fulfills uh, not only the role of being in the family, Abraham's family, but he's also trying to fulfill, uh, show that Jesus fulfills the role of the Davidic promise of a kingdom, a forever kingdom. 
And what he does in this genealogy, he includes some unique things like uh, some Gentile women. And that kind of gives you a picture or a glimpse that, hey, this is not only for the Jews. There are Gentiles involved in this. This is, this is good news not only for Jews, but for Gentiles as well. And he breaks those up into uh, three equal divisions. You know, most people seem to think that those three equal divisions, they show the planning of God. They show the uh, intention of God, that, that even though— um, Israel went through exile, even though all of the questions uh, end up coming down on, okay, God made this promise and the world is not set back right. Abraham's children haven't produced a Messiah. David's kingdom, there is no more because they've been in exile. You know, there, there is a country, but it's under the hand of the Romans. That all of those things, they were never out of God's purview. They were never out of God's control. And I think the application of that is is that when we are going through difficult times, when we are questioning in some of our darkest moments, where is God in this? That's that those things are never beyond God's reach or God's understanding. And so I think we ask ourselves, you know, what can I learn about God's faithfulness to me even when I think that he might not be listening to me or hearing me. There's something that I can learn from this. And so I think that's, uh, that leads us right into the coming of, of Christ because it was in those 400 years of silence, in all of that questioning, that Christ shows up on, on the scene. I think the parade analogy that you used was really good because it's oftentimes, you know, we see stuff up, close but we don't get the full picture and I think there's also like the tapestry illustration where it looks really weird from one side but as soon as you get that other view it's a beautiful tapestry and not just um, threads but I remember a sermon that you did um, well I don't remember exactly when you did it maybe a couple years ago now where you talked about what happened in those 400 years of silence and so while people on the ground so to speak thought that nothing was happening God wasn't doing anything you know, you've got roadways coming in that's going to make the gospel able to be carried out literally across the Roman Empire. Um, and there's a lot of things that's happening where if you had that second story view, you see it all coming together. You see what's coming down the pipeline and everything. But when you're on the ground in the moment and you can only see what's right in front of you, it looks like, yes, God is silent, but it also looks like God's inactive, which isn't the case. Well, I use the illustration of the parade because oftentimes, you know, we see things maybe sequentially, but we only see them what's right in front of us. And so what I wanted to do is take a a long view, both backwards, looking backwards, as well as looking forward to what this season involves and the meaning behind this season. And I, 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 I know that everything I said was familiar to most people. But the comments I had afterwards were uh, people said, I've never seen it put together that way. So I tried to do a long view. I wanted them to know that God is patient. God made a promise. And, and all along the way, people wondered, is God going to be faithful to his promises and to his promise to redeem? 
to provide a redeemer. And so uh, it took 4,000 years before he fulfilled that promise. But along the way, he set up different things. And, and he gave us little clues such as it was going to come through a family. It was going to come through a tribe. There was going to be a uh, not only a king but a kingdom, and we, we could be part of that. So all of those things lined up, and I wanted to look back and, and see. Uh, we call it Advent. We call it uh, we anticipate the coming. And when you look at it from Scripture's viewpoint, from Genesis all the way through Malachi, and then the, the silence for 400 years, I wanted people to experience what it must have been like to be a Jew, and you every day you wonder, when is Messiah coming? When is he coming? And then when he finally gets here, you know, people missed it. And I wanted them to see the view of uh, those 4,000 years. And I wanted people to feel the anticipation of him coming. Because if God, if we can trust God to keep his promises in the first coming, then all of those promises about his second coming, we can rely on those to be trustworthy as well. You know, that's what prayer does for us. You know, one of, one of the things I had a uh, Jewish rabbi uh, tell me one time, uh, you know, the punishments of God or the, the judgments of God on Adam and Eve were to bring them back to him so, so they would cry out. And I think when we're going through difficult times, when we're going through those times of silence, I think prayer lifts us up to that second story. It causes us for a moment to connect with God in a way that we see things above and we consider for a moment things from, from his perspective. I think, I think sometimes that's what the Holy Spirit does. He awakens us to, um, to a knowledge that God is at work. And, you know, we might not can trust him. Well, at least we might not feel like we can trust him for the next year. But I think all he asks for us to do is trust him for the next hour, for the next day, for the next week. And um, before we know it, we're looking at things from his perspective. Oddly enough, uh, usually what happens is when we have gone through something, we look back and say, wow, how God put that together. And we also look back and see ourselves as being stronger because of it. So um, those 400 years of silence, um, God was at work, whether the Jews knew it or not, and he was working through entities that no one would have ever dreamt that uh, he would work, work through. We're going to cover uh, some things that happened. I think we'll cover it in our, in our sermon. There's some things going on with the legitimacy of Christ being legitimately Jew, but legitimately from the tribe of, uh, you know, of, of Judah, legitimately being from David. And we're going to contrast that. I might be giving too much away. Uh, we're going to contrast that with Herod. Let's put it this way. Herod's genealogy is quite dicey and does not measure up <laughs> to, to the standard to be the Messiah. And I think at that scared him to death with all of his power, you know, all of the power and, and, the, and all of his connections. He never would have been able to fulfill that role, although he desperately, I think, wanted to. And, and uh, he shows his hand in chapter two, which we'll look at next week. Thanks for giving us a sneak peek into the next sermon. 
and for giving us clarity on on uh, some of those things and the video clip and all. Um, hopefully, this will give us a lot to think about and to um, see this season in maybe a new or a refreshed light um, going into the Christmas season and through Advent. Thanks for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. <laughs>